Welcome to The Buzz. I'm Christopher Conover. This week, economic forecast for the local, state, and national levels. Arizona's economy has been booming in recent years. U.S. News & World Report says Arizona has the fifth fastest-growing gross domestic product among U.S. states. That growth pairs with a population boom that started during the COVID-19 pandemic and has continued ever since. But that economic growth is slowing. An October report showed a slight decrease in jobs statewide, though as we'll hear later, many key sectors remain strong. Meanwhile, rent and home prices continue to soften around Arizona as the number of people moving here slows to pre-pandemic rates. Other living expenses also continue to drop, and wages remain on the rise, easing some of the inflationary burden for Arizonans. These and several other issues were discussed at an annual event hosted by the University of Arizona's Eller College of Management. Each year, the event features an economic forecast by Dr. George Hammond, the director of Eller's Economic and Business Research Center. The center focuses on the economy of Tucson and southern Arizona, offering comparisons between it and other similarly-sized metropolitan areas in the West. Hammond says he sees continued growth for the state and the region, just at a slower pace than has happened in the last few years. That echoes what we heard from Hammond when we spoke in June. At that time, he said the biggest risk to our local economy was a national downturn linked to the U.S. Federal Reserve Bank raising interest rates to try and slow inflation. You know, even though the national economy has been pretty resilient in the face of major interest rate increases and major bank failures, so far, those events have weakened U.S. economic growth. They're designed to weaken U.S. economic growth to pull down inflation. That's working. But, you know, it's a, it's, a tough, it's a tough needle to thread for the Federal Reserve to slow the U.S. economy without driving it into recession. So that's a risk. The U.S. economy falls into recession. That will pull the rug out from under Tucson's growth. Doesn't mean we'll fall into a recession, but it means we will slow down. Hammond says that slowdown is finally being seen in the local economy, though he predicts it will merely lead to decreased growth for the state and not a time of economic contraction. Our conversation outside the event on the porch of the Weston La Paloma in Tucson covers a variety of signs showing economic conditions are strong but likely to shrink. To start, though, Hammond tells us how Tucson and other parts of the state differ from statewide numbers, which are largely swayed by what's going on in the Phoenix metro area. Well, Tucson is generating solid job growth. We're growing and have been growing for the last year or so, a bit below the national average. Actually, Arizona is growing at about the national average, as is Phoenix. So Tucson's a little bit slower than Phoenix. That's not a surprise, but, you know, we're about half the national growth rate for jobs in October. What is it that makes Tucson, and it seems like every time you and I talk about this, this is kind of a theme, Tucson's always a little behind Phoenix. Why is that? Is it just industry and number of people? 
I think it's mostly the the job mix. Tucson has a much higher share of jobs and economic activity that's accounted for by government. That's good when the uh, the overall national economy is experiencing a, you know a business cycle where manufacturing jobs and all kinds of jobs are dropping fast. Um, but it's not so good uh, when uh, you know the rest of the economy is growing slowly. So government jobs tend to be stable when the rest of the economy is going through a cycle, either a generating really fast growth or really slow growth or, or outright declining. So we're now experiencing kind of the, the, the negative side of having a large share of our jobs in, in the government sector. We've heard a lot about interest rates lately. How is that playing into everything? Interest rates really matter. Um, they uh, haven't had an impact as quickly as we thought they would last year, but um, you know they are impacting overall construction activity. You know, housing permits are down across the state and here in Tucson. Um, you know, the, the housing market has been sluggish. It is affecting uh, you know demand for homes and what uh, homes can afford, what homes people can afford. So you know, housing affordability has just plummeted during the pandemic, both because house prices have increased so much and because of interest rates, mortgage interest rates have roughly doubled. So uh, in the third quarter of this year, only about 33.8% of the homes sold in Tucson were affordable to a family making the median. That was similar to the national average. It was better than Phoenix at 24.9% and better than LA, where 2.7% of the homes sold in the third quarter were affordable to a family making the median income in LA. But that's still tough on the economy because with inflation, lots of other prices are up too. Prices overall are much higher than they were before the pandemic began. We don't have a consumer price index for Tucson, but we do for Phoenix. And that index as of October was uh, up uh, you know, 24.4% from where it was in October of 2019. So prices across the nation are up. Prices in Phoenix are up more than average. And I think we're experiencing something similar here in Tucson. You mentioned before the pandemic, and I remember we've talked about this uh, since the pandemic has been going, and it's the rate at which people are quitting jobs and being hired uh, for jobs. Is that going to affect rising wages we've seen since the pandemic? And how is it looking now? Yes, it, it is, and it is affecting that. So quit rates and higher rates in Arizona are basically back to where they were before the pandemic began. So they've essentially normalized the unemployment rate uh, in Arizona has risen a little bit from the lows of you know three and a half percent earlier this year to uh, you know four point two percent now and that is having an effect on wage growth so the employment cost index I think the best measure of what's going on with labor compensation uh, that peaked last year in Phoenix at five and a half percent over the year uh, it's now down to three and a half percent over the year and actually the increase in the employment cost index in Phoenix has been below the national average for the last four quarters. So the labor market is loosening a little bit. We mentioned that the Tucson metro area has lots of government jobs, but overall, be it in our local southern Arizona area or statewide, what are the sectors that are doing well right now and what are the sectors that are in trouble? Well, it's, uh, it's a little bit different here in Tucson compared to the rest of the state. Uh, you know, compared to where we were before the pandemic began, you know, trade, transportation, utilities jobs, they're way up. Financial activities jobs, so bankers, insurance agents, real estate agents, those jobs are up. Manufacturing jobs are up by about 2,000, and that's really good news because those are high-paying jobs. Construction jobs are up by about 2,000, and some other sectors are basically in the neighborhood. 
But on the other end of the spectrum, uh, travel and tourism jobs are down a couple thousand from where they were before the pandemic began. Uh, professional and business services jobs, especially call centers, look like they're down a couple thousand and education and healthcare are down a couple thousand. We think some of those uh, job losses are related to how employment is measured. We think the people are still here, at least some of those people are still here and employed, but actually their jobs have moved because now the people are working from home. You bring up something interesting, that work from home. We all got very used to it during the pandemic. Uh, a lot of places, including the university where you and I both work, still have some hybrid mode available. What are we seeing overall in the business market? Are more and more people heading back to the office? Is hybrid here to stay? Is work at home here to stay? Well, certainly work from home is less prevalent than it was during the depths of the pandemic. People are going back to work. Uh, some people are not going back to work at all. Most people, I think, are looking for a hybrid situation, such as we have at the U of A, where uh, you know we can work from home a couple days a week, and then we're in the office a couple days a week, and I think that's definitely here to stay. Does that change the economy in any way? Absolutely. It changes traffic patterns. Um, it changes demand for certain types of uh, commercial space, so office space. You know, we're going to need less office space per firm, I think, going forward. Uh, you know, we're eventually going to fill up uh, office buildings if they're currently a bit empty. As we get more firms coming online, each of them requiring less space, that's going to take some time. So it's, it's kind of a matter of getting from the where we are now in terms of office space to where we're going to be. But, the, you know, the, the office space will eventually fill up as we increase the number of firms in Arizona. Does that also deal with building permits? Obviously, less so on housing, but commercial building? It will. It is affecting, you know, commercial uh, office vacancy rates and that sort of thing. It will affect building, at least in the short run. But as I said, you know, as long as the Arizona economy remain, remains one of the more dynamic in the nation, then, you know, we're eventually going to fill the, uh, the empty office space up and, uh, and then need more going forward. We hear a lot about inflation right now, some of it political, some of it not political. So where are we, especially in Arizona, when it comes to inflation? Well, we, the measure we track, is, it's the only one available for Arizona, is what's going on in Phoenix. Phoenix inflation last year was running way above the national average. You know, it, it peaked at 13% over the year compared to 9% for the U.S. Uh, Phoenix inflation is down to the national average, actually slightly below in October at 2.9% compared to the U.S. at 3.2%. But all that means, and what that means, is that prices are rising at a slower pace than they were before. Prices are still going up across most sectors, just at a slower pace. So, you know, when we look at price levels now compared to where that we were before the pandemic, Price levels are up for most things that consumers buy. And in, on average in Phoenix, that prices are up 24.4% compared to about 19.6% nationally. What do we see with the forecast on that uh, nationwide, of course, but also here in Arizona? Uh, for inflation, inflation should gradually trend down to the, the Fed's target rate of 2% for the uh, personal consumption expenditure deflator for core goods, excluding food and energy. That's coming uh, sometime in the, I would guess, in the next six months to a year. Um, uh, so uh, we're, we're going to be we'll get back to normal, I think, most likely in terms of inflation uh, here pretty quickly. Let's end with a phrase that we've heard a lot in the past year, the proverbial soft landing. 
this time last year we were talking about attempts to ensure interest rate hikes didn't slow the economy too much. What are your thoughts on the idea of a soft landing, particularly for Arizona, as this year comes to an end and we start looking for 24? Well, a soft landing is still a good possibility, meaning continued growth in 2024, but recessions are almost always surprises. So uh, we need to keep an eye out for that possibility. Um, But I think even if the U.S. economy slides into a modest recession, what that will mean for Arizona and Tucson is slower growth next year than we expect under the baseline, not an outright downturn. That was Dr. George Hammond. He's the director of the Economic and Business Research Center at the University of Arizona's Eller College of Management. We spoke with Dr. George Hammond to get his predictions for Southern Arizona and the state to start the episode. Now we take a national view. Talk of where the U.S. economy is going has largely centered around interest rates and inflation. The Federal Reserve Bank earlier this month opted to keep key interest rates flat, as it has since August. Inflation continues a slow drop toward the target rate of 2%. The Personal Expenditures Price Index, which is the inflation measure often cited by the Fed, is down to 3%. Other measures of the economy, including job gains and losses, show economic growth moderating. That hasn't stopped the stock market from continuing an upward rise, reaching record highs earlier this month. Gus Fauché is the chief economist at PNC Financial Services Group. In October, he made a prediction while appearing on CNBC. You'll also hear a question from Tyler Matheson, host of the CNBC program Power Lunch. That question comes midway through this clip. I think the most likely outcome is we do get a mild recession starting around the middle of 2024. There's no question, but the labor market has been stronger than we were expecting, that household spending has held up better than we were expecting. Uh, But we do continue to feel the drag from higher interest rates. I think we'll feel more of that over the next six, nine months or so. Uh, And so given the inversion in the yield curve, given the fact that we have not felt the full impact yet of Fed tightening, I do think that we will see that mild recession starting sometime around the middle of next year. So does that suggest to you, does the fact that you and many others see sort of the same thing and that many people attribute the probability of a recession to what the Fed has done and as the higher rates ripple through the economy, does that suggest to you that maybe the Fed is done? Uh, It certainly does suggest that the Fed is done. I would not be surprised at all if uh, that we do not see the Fed tighten again. Uh, you know, between the meeting that we get tomorrow and then the next one in mid-December, we'll have two more jobs reports. We'll give an indication mm-hmm. of how the labor market is. We'll get a sense of how consumer spending is doing in the fourth quarter. And I think all of that together will suggest that inflation is slowing towards 2%, that the economy is softening, and that that means that the Fed does not need to raise rates again. So we started our conversation on the porch of the Weston La Paloma by allowing him to update us on his October prediction. Here's what he had to say. 
I think it's likely. I think that we see that higher interest rates are weighing on the U.S. economy. Uh, you know, after some good news on housing, we've seen another slowing in the housing market. Uh, business investment is going to take a hit from a higher financing costs. And so I think that overall, the most likely outcome is we do get a mild recession, but it is going to be mild. Uh, you know, it's going to be certainly much milder than what we experienced with the COVID pandemic or with the Great Recession from 2007 through 2009. For the average person living in Arizona or anywhere else in the country, what does a mild recession look like week to week, paycheck to paycheck? Uh, what it means is, is that some people, a small number of people will lose their jobs. Uh, and, you know, these typically tend to be people who have less formal education or they're in industries that are interest rate sensitive, like construction or uh, durable goods manufacturing. Most people in the U.S., most people in Arizona will keep their jobs. Maybe they'll see a bit slower wage growth. Uh, but I think for most people, the impact should be pretty limited. They may be they may turn a little more cautious in their spending, uh, but I think overall the labor market should hold up pretty well. The Federal Reserve uh, was really hoping for a soft landing on all of this. Does a mild recession change that plan? Um, I, I think there's still a pretty good chance that we do get a soft landing. So I, you know, probably I would say 55 or 60 percent chance we get that mild recession. But that means there's a, you know, little less than 50 percent probability that we get out of this with weaker economic growth, uh, but not an outright recession. So that may entail, uh, you know, a bit slower job growth, a bit of an increase in the unemployment rate, but not the layoffs that we would expect to see in a recession. A lot of things weighing on the U.S. economy. We have interest rates, we have inflation, we have wars. Why is it the economy seems to in many ways still be so strong despite all of those outside influences that often really wreak havoc on an economy. Um, you know, there is just a lot of strength in the economy that's left over from all of the assistance that the U.S. government, that the Federal Reserve provided the economy during the pandemic. So many households still have some of the savings left up, uh, left over after the stimulus payments. Uh, you know, job growth is very, very good. The labor market is very strong. Over the past three months, the economy has added about 200,000 jobs on average. Uh, that's above the long-term trend. The unemployment employment rate was 3.7% in November. That's near a 50-year low. So in general, uh, you know, and, and this is not true for all households, but in general, people have jobs. Uh, they're able to find jobs easily. Wage growth is still pretty good. So even with high inflation that people are experiencing, uh, they're generally in better shape than they were a year or so ago. When we talk about unemployment, when we were coming out of the height of the pandemic, a lot of people were saying, oh, the unemployment rate is low, but it's a false number because a lot of people just gave up, so they're not in the labor pool anymore. Is that still a narrative that could be holding true, or is it the unemployment rate, the low rate, more reflective of what's actually going on out there? I, I think it is a reflection of a very strong labor market. We have seen most of the people who dropped out of the labor force with the pandemic come back in. Not all of them, but most of them. Uh, and if you are searching for a job right now, there, you know, it's, a, it's still a pretty good opportunity out there. And we've seen a lot of people move out of uh, jobs that pay lower wages into higher paying opportunities. That continues to be the case. We continue to see businesses hiring. So I really think that the labor market is probably the strongest it's been in, in 50 years. 
I spent a lot of years as a government reporter, so I still pay attention to what's going on on Capitol Hill. The debt limit debate has been put off through 2024, but how does that debt limit looming out there in 24 affect the economy? And again, kind of on a personal scale, all of us on our day-to-day -day lives. Yeah, I, I mean, we didn't see much of an impact uh, from the debt limit debate on interest rates. That's where you would expect it to have the biggest impact. Uh, financial markets still think that the U.S. government will meet its obligations. Uh, it's unfortunate that we have to have all the, the political machinations around this, but generally, uh, you know, U.S. government debt remains a, a good, safe investment. That's how markets view it. I think that's going to remain the case over the longer run. Um, certainly there's a potential for a government shutdown in early January as Congress needs to uh, approve funding. You know, we've looked at that modest negative economic impact of a, of a shutdown, uh, but I don't think that that's anything to be particularly worried about as we head into 2024. Economists such as yourself and George say, Economy's doing pretty well, but if you talk to the people walking around here at the Weston La Paloma, or other, they have a different view. Why is there this disconnect? Um, we have been through a period of the highest inflation that we've experienced in the U.S. economy in about 40 years. Uh, and price, and although inflation is slowing, prices aren't going up as much. They haven't returned to where they were before the pandemic. Now, that's not going to happen. We're kind of stuck with higher prices. But what we are seeing is that inflation is slowing. And whereas a year and a half ago, prices were going up 7 or 8% a year, now they're going up two and a half, three percent a year, which is certainly good news. But I think people are frustrated with the bout of high inflation that we've experienced. I think if inflation remains low, if inflation gets to that two percent objective that the Federal Reserve wants to see, the people will be feeling better about the economy. But we've been through a lot over the past few years. Uh, and, you know, no one's happy paying higher prices. And I think a lot of the, the uneasiness, the concern about the economy reflects that high inflation that we've had recently. When we talk about inflation, as you said, we all feel the effect of it. And without going into the PhD dissertation that this question could be, what what's causing the inflation right now? What caused it to spike and what caused it to be coming back down for the average person to understand? Um, a lot of the inflation in 2021-2022 is coming from consumer spending on goods. So a lot of goods were in short supply. We were buying more of them because we couldn't go out. So instead we spent things on physical goods. Uh, and then we didn't have the infrastructure to handle it. We couldn't import them fast enough. We couldn't manufacture them fast enough. So that drove up prices. Since then, we've seen goods inflation slow dramatically. And in fact, goods prices are basically flat over the past year. Now a lot of the inflation is coming from services. So rents are going up quickly. That's certainly a concern for many households. Uh, you know, a lot of the uh, uh, travel tourism, high inflation there because of higher labor costs, things like that. But we are starting to see that services inflation slow, but it's going to take some time to work its way through the economy till we get back to that 2% of inflation that I think everyone would be happy with. Housing is an issue that affects much of this state. St building starts are down and really not just in Arizona. Um, what's causing the disconnect again between supply and demand? 
um, you know, a lot of it is the high interest rate. So uh, developers have to borrow to finance their construction. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, higher interest rates make it more expensive for people to buy a new home. So that's a drag on housing demand. And then just the uncertainty about the economic outlook. I think builders are being cautious. I think that's a good thing. I mean, obviously, Arizona ran into big problems, you know, 15, 20 years ago when they were putting up way too many houses and there was a lot of excess supply. I think this time around the situation is reversed and supply hasn't kept up with demand and that's driving rents higher and it's driving home prices higher. As we started this, we were talking about the mild recession that you're expecting, Dr. Hammond is expecting. Lots of people are expecting this to come in in the new year. So is there a factor out there that could change your mind and say, oh, Never mind, no mild reception. Oh, absolutely. If the job market continues to hold up well, if people have more jobs, if they have higher incomes, if consumers continue to spend, then that would be great. Uh, if inflation slows and the Fed feels comfortable cutting interest rates, uh, those higher interest rates are a drag on the economy now. But if interest rates move lower, that's a positive for economic growth. So I still think there's probably a 40, 45 percent chance that we get out of this without a recession, uh, which would certainly be better for everybody. And it still gets inflation back down to two percent. Next year is a presidential year. Many members of the Senate and the U.S. House are up for election. Economy is always an issue. Blame game going back and forth across the political aisle. But how much does politics play into potential recessions and the overall economy. Oh, absolutely. And I think obviously, you know, the Biden administration, uh, you know, they implemented a lot of uh, programs, the CHIPS Act, the Inflation Reduction Act, that have supported government spending. And that's contributed to the strong economy that we're seeing now. Now, some of that spending is going to expire in 2024, so it's not going to be as much of a stimulant to growth. Uh, but certainly the Biden administration would like the economy to be strong heading into the, the election. On the other hand, Voters are concerned about inflation, so they'd like to see inflation slow. And, you know, it's tough to get both strong growth and low inflation, so they've got to balance those competing demands. That being said, I think the Federal Reserve, uh, you know, they're trying to look past the election. They're not supposed to be concerned with politics. And if inflation remains high, the Fed isn't going to be afraid to raise interest rates if they think that's what's necessary to bring inflation down. That was Gus Fauché, head economist at PNC Financial Services Group. And that's the buzz for this week. Tune in next week as we kick off the new year and wrap up our legislative preview series with a look at anti-Semitism and possible new laws focusing on that topic in schools and universities. You can find all our episodes online at azpm.org and subscribe to our show wherever you get your podcast. Just search for The Buzz Arizona. We're also on the NPR app. Zach Ziegler and Paolo Rodriguez produced this week's episode. Our music is by Enter the Haggis. I'm Christopher Conover. On behalf of the entire team here at The Buzz and AZPM, have a happy and safe New Year. Thanks for listening. Arizona Public Media's original programming is made possible in part by the Community Service Grant from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting.